welcome to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast with co-founders and hosts, Tracy Callahan and Deborah Doak. Each week, we tackle another tough topic to help professional divorce coaches maximize client impact and cultivate thriving practices. We also want to spread the word about the expertise and value that certified divorce coaches bring to the table. At DCA, we are committed to ongoing learning and we value generosity among divorce coaching professionals. We believe that when one succeeds, we all succeed. Welcome back to Divorce Coaches Academy. I am Tracy. I am here with Deborah. Hi. Welcome everyone from wherever you're joining. In previous episodes, we've covered conflict styles, some magic words to use in mediation, and the idea of tiered proposals. All really, really important topics. But today we want to talk about one of the most effective negotiation strategies there is. And that's arguing with questions. Questions. We love questions as divorce coaches. So why arguing with questions is the secret to negotiation success. When it comes time to negotiate parenting plans and property settlements, it is pretty common for clients to start off with some pretty positional thinking, right? Not uncommon. I want this time-sharing schedule, or I want this dollar amount for spousal support. They're pretty much determined what they want, and that's that. I am here. This is my position. They believe this is how negotiation works, and I get it, right? They draw that line in the sand, play hardball, start high, don't give an inch, they'll take a mile. We've talked before about ineffectiveness of positional bargaining but it's often the only way our clients have been taught to negotiate. So it's really not their fault, right? It's really not. They don't know any better. If you watch legal shows on TV, that seems to be the prevailing advice, right? I don't know about you guys, but my husband is a huge suits watcher. He believes that that's exactly how law works. (laughs) So you have to be the loudest, the most powerful voice in the room and then you'll win. So attorneys are sharks, right? We just were talking about suits. They play to win no matter the cost to the other side, but that might work on TV, not necessarily in real life. So if your client is trying to avoid a nasty and expensive litigation or has to co-parent with that person for the rest of their life, yes, the rest of their life, that suit strategy isn't the best choice. It's no. just not the suits strategy. Although I love that show too. I totally binge watched it, right? But I think my husband's watched it like the whole series like three times. No joke. Oh my god. No joke. <laughs> right. It's super popular. Right. Because there's something we love and there's that preconceived notion about the attorney rushing in, being the uh, shining white knight, saving the day and fighting to win. And looking really cute doing it, by the way. And looking really cute. (laughs) Dysfunctional, but cute, right? But whether our clients are taking these cues from TV, they're getting advice from well-meaning friends and family, or they simply don't know what they don't know, right? This is what they've been taught about negotiation. Many people simply start the negotiation process off on the wrong foot. 
they they make the mistake of just starting off by stating their position, I want this spousal support, and then proceed to jade, one of our favorite terms, justify, argue, defend, or explain. They jade why their position is valid and their partner should agree to it. This is why. This is why I'm right. Of course. Why? Of course. <laughs> right? So then what happens? Well, typically, this is going to cause their partner to respond by stating their own position, right? Yep. Followed by some arguments against the other person's position. What happens then? Jading pretty, continues. It becomes pretty, a jading contest. Pretty predictable. Pretty predictable. I jade, you jade, we go back and forth and conflict escalates. Conflict escalates. We get louder. We get more insistent. We get more dug into our position until somebody backs down enough to compromise or they walk away and lawyer up. This is a lose-lose scenario. Yep. No matter how you look at it, it's a lose-lose scenario. Lose-lose. Nobody's satisfied with the outcome. Somebody feels like they lost. The increased conflict erodes any relationship there was or could be in the future. And in the worst case scenario, negotiations fail and they're headed to litigation. Mm -hmm. It's because arguing with statements doesn't work. Doesn't work. It doesn't work. Continuing to defend and justify a position and villainize the other person, you're bad because you won't agree. It doesn't work. So let's go through a brief example of what this might sound like in a negotiation about spousal support when both parties try to argue with statements. See if you can hear where this is going. This is going to be, this is going to be fun. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ready? Ready. Okay. I'm proposing you pay me 5,000 a month in spousal support for 12 years. The least you could do is support us so I can stay home with the kids like we agreed until Susie graduates. (laughs) That's ridiculous. I would hardly have anything left to live on. And we've... Jesus, we've only been married for eight years. Look, mm-hmm. I've I've done some research and I've asked around and here's what you're going to get. $1,500 a month for three years. So that's how you're going to be? Try to get by with absolutely minimum and leave me and the kids out to dry? Yeah, figures. Have you even looked at my financial disclosure? I cannot possibly support myself on $1,500. Hmm. You know what? Susie's in school. Susie's in school full-time now. You're perfectly capable of earning income, getting your ass back to work. Why should I pay for you to sit at home? Because guess what? You're the one that wanted this divorce. You're the one that asked for it. $1,500 a month for three years is the best you're going to get from me. That's it. Get a job. Are you kidding? I wouldn't be asking for a divorce if you stopped drinking like you said you would. That second DUI, was it for me? I'm tired of living with a drunk who breaks his promises all the time. This divorce is your fault. You should have to support your family and keep your promise that I could stay home with the kids. I am not settling for anything less than $5,000. Seriously, seriously. 
Yeah, I mean, I enjoy a beer now and then. And you were such a nag about it. I mean, who doesn't enjoy a beer now and then? Mm. But you know what? I also did plenty around the house to help out. Plenty, plenty, plenty. Even though you were home all day doing nothing. Like, why should I have to do that stuff? You were home all day. Listen, it's time. Get a job. Stop expecting me to pay your way. It's time to grow up. $1,500 a month is plenty for you. Get a job. Okay, listeners. So we can see that this is getting nowhere and it's about to blow wide open. (laughs) Okay, so now as a skilled mediator will attempt to intervene and get the parties on a more productive path. But if neither of them understands the value of a different approach and they both refuse to get off the escalation elevator, the mediator might just have to call an end to this dogfight at some point. They may declare an impasse. Yeah. And that would be both a shame and a missed opportunity. Mm. Right? Because I'm a mediator, Deborah, you're a mediator. We we like to think that we're really skilled at what we do. But in a situation like this, when both parties are leaning in and the conflict is escalatory, often there's there's not much a mediator can do. But do. The, when we went to mediation training, they did not hand out magic fairy wands. Mm, but, 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 but there's another way, right? So our book club read for September. So if you haven't signed up, it's not too late. You can jump on, start reading and join us is ask for more. 10 questions to negotiate anything by Alexandra Carter. In the introduction, she says, I can tell immediately who the experts are in the room. Expert negotiators know that their greatest source of strength in negotiation is not bluster, but knowledge. Expert negotiation requires you to understand yourself and someone else well enough to conduct a conversation that produces value for both parties. Mm. Okay, so if you'd like to join us for a discussion of this Wall Street Journal bestseller, the book club is free to join and you can sign up on the website and we'll put a link up in the show notes for you. But she goes on to say that most people don't ask the right questions to acquire that knowledge, right? Knowledge, not bluster, okay? And research shows that only 7%, 7% of people ask good questions in negotiation. That's like, that's minuscule. That's cray cray. It's cray cray. So guess what? The good news is this is just one of the reasons why divorce coaching can be key to more successful negotiations. We have that chance to work with our clients at the individual level. Right. Like we said, even the most skilled mediator, they don't have a magic fairy wand, but we can work at the individual level to create that self-awareness. We have the chance to change those old limiting beliefs about positional bargaining. We know that when one party shows up differently, the dance doesn't look the same. That historical 
pattern of conflict that that couple has had in their relationship, it can be disrupted Mm -hmm. and replaced with something more productive. You know what? There's even recent research that shows a link between self-awareness and leadership effectiveness, including the ability to negotiate. Mm-hmm. What? Let me say that again. No, say it again. I'm going to say it again. When our work creates more self-awareness in our clients, it improves their ability to negotiate. So I'm going to say, score another point for professional divorce coaching. Yes. Self-awareness can improve negotiation skills. Great. So how do we work with clients to raise their self-awareness and teach them the skill of negotiating or arguing with questions? Yes. How do we do that, Tracy? Yeah. So one of the first things that we do is we use modeling, right? So in our modeling, we're using active and reflective listening along with powerful questioning to help our clients self-discover their own, as well as their partner's interests, goals, and motivations. By doing this as our in our role as a divorce coach, we're demonstrating how effective this technique is, mm. right? We're modeling this behavior. So as you prepare to move into step two, talk with your client about how you use these techniques to gain knowledge about how to support them in your coaching relationship. Right. So describing the process of reflective listening, you can use, right? Giving examples of the difference between an open and close ended question and how they elicit different kinds of information. And I, I just want to uh, take a, a, a small sidetrack on this. We recently had a student in our uh, ADR DCA certification training for divorce coaches. And She couldn't stop talking about how much she, in the course, in learning effective uh, listening and questioning, it changed her life personally, right? Mm -hmm. She became a more effective listener, which enhanced her own personal relationships, right? That's the power. Even as we're teaching this to students to learn how to use these techniques, the, the enhancements are amazing. So the work that even you're doing with your clients in active listening and powerful questioning, you're modeling that behavior for them to bring into their negotiation process. Right. You're, you're, when they're on the receiving end of that, they learn how it feels, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Powerful. So the next thing we do is work on scripts and what I call vocabulary lessons, Right. Because part of coaching is education. Yep. We do education. Permission-based, of course. We never shove it down anybody's throat. We ask them if they're interested. We wait for the yes, for the affirmation, and then we provide it. But we can offer new information, new tools, new skills, and helping them learn to negotiate, helping them get this skill of arguing with questions is no different. So you can teach them this vocabulary of negotiation, support them in drafting their own versions of curious statements, curious questions, right? They likely are already aware, and you can explore this with them, 
of the areas where they expect there to be conflict or disagreement, right? They already know. Is it going to be spousal support? Is it going to be time sharing? Is it going to be how to divide the retirement account? They likely already know what the hot buttons are going to be. So you could work with them to start crafting those curious questions. And they sound like this. Tell me. So the first one isn't really even a question. Tell me more about that. Tell me a little bit about your thought process behind that. Tell me from your perspective. Tell me what that looks like. Tell me how that would play out. So tell me is the first, since really not, there's no question mark at the end of that sentence. Mm -hmm. What are your concerns, right? What are your concerns? What's important about this to you? What do you think is the right next step? And then we've talked many times before about ear statements, empathy, attention, and respect from Bill Eddy at the High Conflict Institute. And then one of our favorites, yes, and. So finding some way to validate or affirm what the other person said, you know, I hear that you really would like to pay less spouse support for a shorter period of time, and you believe that I am able to go back to work at this point. Tell me more about, so that's the and, yes, and. So these are all, this is the vocabulary of negotiation that you can start to help your client understand. And work on their own curious questions. Yeah. So so now we've got, right, we as divorce coaches are modeling active listening and, and powerful questioning. We're supporting them and developing those skills for themselves, helping them, again, increase and enhance their language, that vocabulary lesson, right, using effective communication techniques, leading towards right understanding interests of the other party which is a key uh a point in negotiation that we talk about in principle negotiation and now in our role as divorce coaches we can engage in role play and and i think we've touched on this before and and we we uh, spoke about it just a bit earlier People don't understand how to negotiate. They don't have the experience in doing it. And it's scary. It's Mm. scary. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they feel really kind of sometimes intimidated by the process. So here is where we can engage in role play. Yep. So nothing beats a good old role play and preparing clients to use these new skills in stressful situations. They practice, right? Practice, practice, practice. It takes some of that fear away, okay? Mm -hmm. So you can play their part. They can play their spouse or co-parents part, right? And then you can switch roles and let them try out those new skills. Here, we're engaging in that process of reflecting and assessing, right? That rinse and repeat cycle until your client feels satisfied and confident as they're trying on these new skills to be able to use them, whether that's sitting in a a mediation and or engaging in negotiating something that came up with an already established parenting plan in a co-relationship, right? Right. So this is, these are skills that aren't just for that formal negotiation process because life 
life is an ongoing negotiation. (laughs) Conflict resolution, right? And what I love about, um, if this is really new to them or really scary, is you playing their part first and letting them play their spouse or co-parent is, again, you're modeling, right? If this is brand new and they don't have their sea legs yet, you can model for them. You do, they watch, right? And Mm -hmm. you're modeling And then you can change roles and you've kind of given them a little bit of a roadmap of what this might sound or feel like. And that gives them a little bit more confidence then to go back and play their own role. And you can reflect and assess and rinse and repeat, and you can even push them a little harder and harder and harder so that they have that sturdiness they need. Yeah. And in the real life situation, right? It's important also to point out that modeling skill is not telling your client what to do. It is not telling. No, it is education. Educating. It's educating. And that is part of what we do. Absolutely. Right. Telling would be say this exact thing. This is the only thing that will work. Educating is helping them craft their own statement. Right. So, you know, Part of what we want to do here, too, is that teaching teaching your client to approach this conflict or this negotiation with curiosity, with questions, instead of just jading with justification or accusation, it's not only going to serve them well in their divorce negotiations, right, but in all of their future relationships. Yeah. You know, we say all the time that divorce coaching, we're in the catch and release business, right? Well, this is event-based coaching. You know, we're going to get them through a tough point in their life, and then they're going to go on without us. But if we've done our job well, our clients are going to leave us with more knowledge, more skills, and a better foundation that's going to make their post-divorce life easier and richer. Absolutely. Yeah. So arguing with questions, it is the secret weapon in negotiation. We hope this has been helpful to bring this up for you. We hope we've given you some tips and some tricks and some tools that you can use with clients to help them negotiate and resolve conflict in a less escalatory way and manage those conflicts, get them resolved, get to agreement. All right. We appreciate you joining us this week. We hope it helped and we look forward to having you back with us next week for another topic that'll help you have a great impact with clients and build your business. Thanks for joining us for the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. It helps other divorce professionals find us and add to the conversation. And don't forget to follow us on social media to be the first to know when we add new classes and events. We'll be back next week with another topic to help you maximize client impact, create a thriving business, and promote the value of professional divorce coaching.